0: All right. We are back with Eric Erickson, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, good looking, too, man. You're, no, you're, I don't know about that. Guy. You're a good guy. You really are. You got a you're face really for are. radio and a voice for print. <laughs> no. Um, you're listening to Retire Radio with David Nichols. I want to give it our website. It's nicholaswealth.com. nicholaswealth.com. It's a financial show. We talk about the issues that affect you as investors, as Americans, and retirees. Glad to have Eric back with us. for graciously uh, with his time to be here in another segment. We were just talking about coffee, though. I know we have like really important stuff to talk about. Uh, I was thinking because we both love coffee. We were talking about how our coffee machines that we have are more expensive than our first cars. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, a coffee you need to try. We, we were I mentioned we were just down in Jamaica. Have you heard about Jamaican? Blue Mountain coffee. Oh yes, I'm a big fan. Oh, you are. So yes. you've already had it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it's good stuff. Okay, it's good stuff. It's something about the mountains and the altitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've known about Blue Mountain coffee for years, and whenever I ask people, they've never tried it, or really? heard of it. Yeah, I yeah.
1: It, it, there's there's uh, the Kona from Hawaii is great, but I actually like the Jamaican Blue Mountain yeah. way way better. I have discovered, I, I've become a coffee snob and like caribbean and central americans are probably my favorite more so than african and south american just the flavor profiles of them i so people who listen to my show know this i despise fruit when i was a kid (laughs) i got really really sick on on several varieties of fruit and like i didn't do communion until i was in like Law school because the preacher's like, You have to do this. I hate grapes. One thing Jesus got wrong in the Bible, incidentally, is he turned the water to wine instead of bourbon, but that's <laughs> another subject for another day. But so I don't like coffees that have like a fruit flavor profile. And the Central Americans, the Caribbeans, they're like dialed into like the pecan, chocolate, brown
0: sugar. So that's interesting. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not that big, fruity coffee. People are <laughs> like, Where's the money talk? <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay, back to some more important things. Uh, we're here with Eric Erickson. Listen to Retire Ready. Uh, with Dave and Nicholas,
1: look, I, this is I'm 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 capturing and hijacking your show because you and I so rarely see each other in person, and I got questions. Love it. And I've answered yours. You've got to answer mine. Love it. Okay, so I want to start with this, and we've talked a little bit about the bond situation. Yeah. The rule of thumb I've always heard people attribute to different people is, is: buy stocks in what you in what you buy. So, like, if you are like I am, a, just a in the Apple cult, so I buy Apple stock. Uh, my kids go to McDonald's, so I have McDonald's stock. I find dividend stocks. Mm-hmm. But so now, for the first time in forever, suddenly people are talking about bonds. And and I know you've got the bond fund, but also, like, is does the same rule apply If if I buy Apple? Should I buy Apple bonds? I mean, how do you... How do you navigate that or should you stick with the government?
0: Yeah. I, so it's funny you say, I, I have this joke. If I would have just bought the stocks of the companies that my wife consistently shopped at, we, we would have had the, we would have beat every money manager on Wall Street because, you know, she shops at Target all the time. Target stock was through the roof. Ulta makeup, I'm like, hey, why don't, you? we should have had these conversations because what she was buying, so you need to ask your wife what all she's buying. Oh, yeah. That's Some of the best stock picks I, I've seen come from there. Not the essential oils. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Essential oils, publicly traded stock. <laughs> So if, you know the bond side of the equation is a little bit different from the stock side. The, the stock side is all about what's the growth of the company going to be, and then you get to share in as an owner of the company. Bonds are basically, you know what you're getting. And so the only way you don't get a return on bonds is if a company goes bankrupt. That's it. A company could be losing money, hand and left and right. But as long as they stay in business, they have to pay you the interest on those bonds. So I would say bonds is a more secure way. It's like the literally of your buddy that you knew from high school that is kind of still not just moved out of his mom's basement, but he keeps asking for money. So you're like, all right, I'll loan you money. Well, if that company's not successful, you're not ever getting that money back, right? right. But if he has a company and you're a shareholder in their company, you do get a share of the revenue and the profit. So it's just a different structure. Um, we look at bonds. I'll tell you right now, I just have concerns about the economy in general. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why our bond fund, which is the ticker is FIAX, we're using government bonds. Because I just think like corporate earnings, I think, are going to come down. It's one of the last areas that haven't been revised yet. So w- when you're owning corporate bonds, you just got to be careful and know, is this company going to be here? Uh, most of the big companies like Apple, Microsoft, yes. So if you want a safer bet, the bond is a way to go, and it's pretty much a guaranteed. You're going to own it for five years. You're going to get six percent, no more, no less. No matter how good or bad the profitability is, a company, that's all you're getting.
1: Okay, so I get six percent with a stock when it pays me a dividend. And again, I'm asking because I'm I used to be smart when it came to finance, but like now that I do talk radio, all of my brain power goes into doing radio and no longer goes to finance, which is why I have you. Uh, so with stocks, you get a dividend, you reinvest the dividend, your stock grows. What do you do with the money that comes from a bond? Does it go back into the bond or does it go into your
0: account? It does, or what does not, do you do? right. So bond dividend doesn't just automatically reinvest. So it will go to cash, uh, generally. You can buy back more shares of a bond, but generally it's just paying out those dividends either monthly, quarterly, or once a year. Every, every company's a little bit different. So that cash can just pile up. Uh, sometimes clients will then take those dividends and buy stock. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know your principal's always safe. You're just betting with your interest that you got off your bonds. Uh, but most people that are buying bonds, they need income. So think of it. It's, it's generally someone that's retired. Hey, if I put in a million dollars, I get 6% of my bond portfolio. That's 60000 a year. may not seem like a lot of money to a lot of people, but if you have $60,000 in, in income, you've got another 3000 a month in Social Security, maybe you have a pension, that could round out a six-figure income and in retirement, but you know you're getting your bond income. So it's generally spent. I mean, most people are spending the dividends they get on their bonds.
1: Now, assuming the government does not actually default, which the Constitution says it's not allowed to do, so yeah. they'll eventually do the debt ceiling, I listened to a, a certain radio show host who was like, you buy government bonds and stuff, and set up an account, it's kind of a pain in the butt to yeah. buy stuff like yeah. that from yeah. the government, uh, yeah. particularly the, the the ones that actually pay good interest. That's right. um, That's right. And then we've gone for years where nobody wanted to pay good interest. And yeah. so people went into the stock market. It's been a confusing landscape to navigate. Uh, so that leads mm-hmm. me to the question. And again, I mean, I, I actually am one of your clients. And when yeah. people come in and they sit down with you, how do you just generally prepare a picture for someone like me, who, when I was in school, I I bought stocks and and seemed like I knew what I was doing. So there's always that danger that you you've you have a little bit of knowledge and think you know more than you do. <laughs> Uh, I at least at this point appreciate that I'm too stupid to do this myself. How do you how do you get somebody going in the right direction? Well, yeah,
0: it's like me trying to be my own lawyer, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. look, not, not a for good years
1: <laughs> I did that too, and and finally it was Rush Limbaugh who's like, you, you need
0: an agent at this point. But you, you yes, yeah, but you are you got a law degree, so you're much right. closer to being there. I <laughs> pretend and it doesn't work Makes out well. Dangerous. Uh, you know, it's funny. You just said something about government bonds. Like government bonds have become much more popular. But when you actually see what you have to do to actually purchase a government bond, it's, oh, you got to go on this website, and then you've got to fill I out a was shocked. Q-Sip. I tried to do it, and they they
1: told me they would send me a code. They never sent me a code it's to insane. actually get in. It's, it's insane. It's user insane. unfriendly, like the government.
0: I, I would say it's it's in, it's insane that they haven't made this process easier. So right, if you're someone that's a retiree or just an investor, like yeah, the, I, David's talking about the government bond. Let me go out and buy it. You, you have to know the Qsip that you're buying. You generally have to go through a fixed income desk. They're going to quote you a bid. You have to tell them if that bid is right. It, it, it's, it's chaos. So that's actually one of the reasons why we created that e- our ETF. Again, we're t- I mentioned it again. Because you can just buy the ETF, and we're doing all the back end. We're buying the bonds. We're actively managing the bonds. We're distributing the dividends every month. So it is literally like you can own government bonds and not worry about the back end, which is nice. But again, you know how do how do we prepare someone for a conversation? I, I will tell you, if you think about retirement, like what is what we work all these years, we save some of our income. It's for a time that uh, we may not be working anymore, and so we, it always comes down to what do we think our expenses are going to be in retirement. So if someone needs, hey David, I need ten thousand dollars a month to live. That's my that's what I want in retirement. We will, we will build a plan to say, okay, if you need ten thousand a month in retirement, we're going to tell you exactly what you need to do today to make sure come whatever the 2040 you're going to have 10,000 a month coming in and we adjusted for inflation so 10,000 today may actually be 22,000 10 years from yeah. now with inflation but it all comes down to that monthly expense number because that's the point of it right i don't the the different stocks that we buy that that to us is secondary to how much do you need what's your goal and then we're going to build a plan to get us right towards that
1: you know just personally and someone confessionally I'm we're trying to get better with money and in large part over the last like when Christy and I first got married we were living paycheck to paycheck and then some and every single penny had to go yeah. somewhere yeah. and over time I've just been able to get lazy with it and I mean, I make enough money that money goes out, and now I'm suddenly with a kid going off to college in another year, another one going into high school, one, how did I get so old? And also, where is all of my money going? <laughs> like, right. I mean, I am I feel like I'm going bankrupt uh, like five streaming subscriptions at a time, like yeah. five bucks here, five bucks there. It adds up over yeah. time. So you deal with people who are retiring and, and want to be retire ready, but... I don't feel like I'm middle age ready to with the amount of money coming in, and I don't even know where all it's going yeah. at some point. How do you, what yeah. do you, would you tell a guy seriously like uh, me? Because yeah. this is what I, it stresses me out.
0: What I told somebody the other day, I was like, I, I told my guys this, I feel like I'm just a past serenity. There's a lot of money coming in, it, business, but yes. it, it, there's even more going out. And so, like, I get it. And I would say, you know, from 45. I would say from 35 to 55 those are your 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 money's going out kids, you got high school, you got your building a family, your house. So that boat right there it's hard to save in those years. You'd be surprised Eric. From fifty-five to sixty-five, that ten-year period of time—that's where most people build their wealth, and it's mainly because. Actually,
1: can I just stop you and say this actually does make me feel a little easier. Okay, okay. Yeah, I stress about this.
0: Yeah, it's and it really is. So, I, I, like, you're uh, way ahead, obviously, just your your success that you've had. Most people are just at fifty-five trying to figure out, or fifty. Hey, how do I build wealth? But I've seen it time and time again. That little ten-year period is really where you can start socking away. And I always say, you don't have to overthink it. Most companies offer a 401k. And I, I tell my friends and family, I'm like, I know you could put that money with us, but if your company offers a 401k, the reason I like doing that is because you don't have to think about it. It's on autopilot. They automatically take out X amount out of your check every every two right. weeks, and it's done. You forget about it, and you invest. So I just think you're, that is it. one little number I've, I've told... Uh, I, for those that have given or contributed fifteen percent of their income towards their retirement account, you do that for twenty years. We, I have yet to meet someone that hasn't been able to retire. It's a big number. We don't have to get there overnight, but if you make a hundred grand a year, that's fifteen thousand a year. If you make uh, three hundred thousand dollars a year, what is that 40, uh, $45,000 somewhere there? Doing <laughs> math <in my> <laughs> yeah. So fifteen percent, it's a lot. It's a lot. But for those of us that can get there and put that away towards retirement, I can tell you you're not going to have an issue. That actually makes
1: me feel better. Now I got to go make sure I'm actually doing 15%. I think I am. I just, it, it honestly is being at my age, in my mid 40s with kids headed off to college this is the thing that stresses me out so knowing that 55 to 65 is actually because i can see myself getting to that point but right now i really do just feel like i am the pass-through entity (laughs) where i'm paying for everything and where does it all go that that stresses me if i wanted to pull extra money aside and set up a budget well you do all the different i mean saving programs paying your debt programs i mean you you know my background and where I am, but me or anyone else, I mean, your friends your age, what do you tell them if you got extra money? Where do you, where do they put it? Yeah, I mean, I think, don't want to gamble with. That's it.
0: right, that's right, that's right. I, I think it just comes down to like, what's the time horizon? If this is money that you're going to use for your beach home uh, that you're going to get, uh, we're all rooting for that. Hopefully, uh, I would. That's not money you want to put in the stock market, right? Or if it's money that you're going to need within a year, I always say it, that's where you're going to want to be more conservative, right? CDs or a bond fund. But if you're like no, David, this is like more money that I don't plan on using for a while. It's almost quasi long-term retirement money. You know, the market is—it's going to be your best place to get a return. And I always say like I've I've done a lot of studying on contrarian investing, meaning when when everyone is freaking out, kind of like now, like me and you, we've got long runways. This is really the best time to be putting money to work. It's like it feels like the sky is about to fall. It feels like there's a lot of fear and concern. Markets are down big. Someone that's retired is a different story, but for me and you, this is the time to start putting money to work. And we we always say you can open up a brokerage account. It's not a retirement account. You can take it out when you need to. But if you can be da- da- uh, daily cost averaging every month, you deposit into an investment account, buy more shares every month consistently. That is what we've been telling you know, our younger investors to really just do it.
1: That was honestly that's kind of like the the, the rudimentary sh- shortcut of what I makes sense to me. But having you say it actually gives me some peace of mind.
0: This is why I use it. That's awesome. That's awesome. well man, we're 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 glad to have you again. Eric Erickson's with us. You listen to Retire Ready with Nicholas Wealth Management. I want to give out our offer here. If you're listening and like Eric said, if you're someone like Eric that hey you you've done well, you've worked very hard and maybe you've saved a decent amount for retirement, but you're like I, I look at what's happening and I've just got more question marks than I have answers. I'd love to talk with someone. I want to give out an offer for our Morningstar analysis. It's a $1,000 value, but we'll show you, God forbid, we have another recession. We'll show you what fees you're paying. And God forbid, if we do have a big hit to the market this year, how your current portfolio would perform. It's a $1,000 value, but you can give us a call in the next 10 minutes. Provide it complimentary. If you call us at 678-990-8500. That's 678-990-8500. Zero, zero $1,000 000 value, provided completely complimentary. Give us a call in the next 10 minutes. I'm David Nicholas. We'll see you right for the break.
1: Hey, it's Eric Eurickson. Thinking of retirement, think Nicholas Wealth Management, the best and only financial advisory firm in Atlanta I endorse. Visit nicholaswealth.com, nicholaswealth.com to learn more and to schedule a time to speak to the talented team of advisors and CPAs. That's nicholaswealth.com.
0: All right, and well, welcome back to the show. I'm Dave Nicholas. You are listening to Retire Radio. I want to go to our website again. It's NicholasWealth.com. That's Nicholas N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S Wealth W-E-A-L-T-H.com. We've had Eric Erickson with us last segment. And we had him earlier in the show. He's been gracious for this time today, and his show comes on twelve to three right here on WSB. His show is really great. Really, it's like one of the most popular talk radio shows in the country. So if you haven't listened to, you're going to want to tune in. I just want to give out our offer, if, you, if you're listening right now, maybe you're someone that's approaching retirement or you're in retirement and maybe you just don't have a plan. I'm always shocked how many individuals walk into our office that heard us on WSB or either came to one of our dinner seminars and they're within five years of retirement, 10 years of retirement, or they're already in retirement, but they still don't have a financial plan. And this is where I think that it, it is the same thing like trying to build a house without an architectural plan. I, I don't see how anyone can do that. And I, the markets have really done well this year. If you look at kind of the performance so far for the year, the markets have done well. But I don't want investors to get a false sense of security here. I don't want investors, especially if you're approaching retirement, to feel like we're in the clear and we have nothing to worry about because look, we still have the federal reserve meeting coming up next week. The fed's going to discuss what their rate outlook is as far as raising rates. Are we going to get a 50 basis point hike, 25 basis point hike? I still think there are things to be concerned about, but more so we don't want the volatility in the market to affect our portfolio because This is why, again, if you're 25 or 35 years old, 45 years old, you have time. But if you're 60 years old, 65, 70, 75 years old, big down moves in the market can really adversely affect your financial plan. But you've got to have a plan. And this is where, if you're listening right now and you say, David, I'd I'd love to figure out how I can get a financial plan, retirement plan, one of the things that we do is our Morningstar analysis, It's, it's an in depth breakdown of your portfolio. It shows you where the weaknesses are. And it really shows you, God forbid, we have another recession, how your current portfolio will perform. It's a $1,000 value, but if you save more than $250,000 for retirement, we will run this analysis for you and provide it completely complimentary if you give us a call in the next 10 minutes. Number to call is 678-990-8500. That's 678 990 Zero zero dollars value will provide it completely complimentary if you give our team a call in the next 10 minutes. 678 8500 I see the lights lighting up right now. 678 When you get back from the break, we're going to talk about what are some of the biggest mistakes you can make with your retirement accounts and how you can avoid them. You're not going to want to miss them. David Nicholas, you're listening to Retire Ready. We'll see you right for the break. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm David Nicholas. You're listening to Retire Ready. I want to give it our website. It's nicholaswealth.com. That's Nicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, Wealth, W-E-A-L T H And again, as we went to the break, we were talking about our offer. If if again, if you're approaching retirement or you're in retirement, may, maybe you just have question marks. You might be like a lot of our radio listeners that have called in. David, I've I've been working for 20, 30 years. I'm now getting to the point of retirement. Of course, right as I'm about to retire, the markets are what are collapsing, it seems like. I just want to make sure I'm not doing something wrong. So if you'd like a second opinion, and you'd really like to work with a team that we are fiduciaries, which means we we are obligated to not recommend to you something that may be okay for you, but we've got to look at your situation and recommend the very best for your portfolio. So we, we would be honored to help. I, I want to give out that Morningstar analysis. Again, it's a $1,000 value, but we'll provide it completely complimentary if you save another $250,000 for retirement and you give us a call in the next 10 minutes. Number to call is 678 678- 990-8500, nine, nine, that's 678-990-8500, nine, nine, $1,000 value, provide a completely complimentary, give us a call in the next 10 minutes, 678-990-8500. Nine, nine, zero, zero. Well, I think one of the biggest financial challenges in retirement is really figuring out how to generate income. But while also you've you've got to be able to balance that, generate income, but also minimize the risk of running out of money. And, you know, the more that you worry about whether or not you may or may not have saved enough to fund retirement, it's really important to make sure that for those of us that are either approaching retirement or in retirement, that we're not making a big what I like to call IRA or retirement mistake? Because we see it quite a bit. And so what I wanted to do is just talk about what are some of the big mistakes when it comes to retirement planning or our IRAs or or maybe just some missed opportunities? Because an IRA is is an individual retirement account. We put money in, we get a tax deduction. Our money grows tax-deferred in an IRA, grows tax-free in a Roth IRA. But I mean, IRAs have helped millions of Americans save for retirement employer-sponsored plans, so these are like your 401Ks that you get from an employer. You put money away. Hopefully, if you're still working, you're putting money away in your 401K. Rollovers from employer-sponsored retirement plans, they really have increased the importance of IRAs in retirement because the money accumulated in these 401Ks really represent, for many Americans, that's where the majority of the retirement income is going to come from. But again, the IRA is a tax treatment created by the government. So there's legislation that created the IRA. And because of that, there are a lot of rules and complexity. Anything Washington puts their fingers on, it's not, uh, it's not easy to understand. So there, there's a few things that, or at least some mistakes that I've seen that we want to talk through so to make sure you don't make these same mistakes. Because there's, there's really not a lot of do-overs in retirement. So you've you got to get it right the first time. You can't make mistakes as you're going through this. And this is especially true when it comes to your IRA or your 4K or your Roth. And so we'll, we'll maybe why all the complexity? So if you look at the tax code, which is just insane, our tax code is just nothing short of simple. Over a million words inside of our tax code, lots of rules, and a good portion of these rules and regulations actually in the tax code apply to your IRA and other retirement accounts. So no matter how you know, how small you may think a mistake may be with your retirement accounts, you don't want to put yourself in a position where we're having to ask the IRS for a do-over or for forgiveness because they rarely grant it. And so one of the things that I we see a lot is whether or not you should roll over an IRA. And so if you're listening to me right now, maybe you're working for a company or maybe you've retired recently and... Because this is so common, there is generally an IRA account that is created from what we call rollover monies. Money's coming from a 401k. So for example, let's just say that you work for a company that has a 401k plan. You've contributed it over the years. And let's just say you leave that job and you go work for another company, another employer, or maybe you're you're leaving because you're retiring like many of our clients. Generally, you have a few options. But the, the main option is you've got an option to roll over the assets from your 401k into an IRA. And I, and I think there can be several advantages from doing this. I mean, I mean y- you want to check, but in many cases, the, the fees that are inside your 401k, ma- many of them are hidden. You, unless you go through the 50, whatever, 100-page prospectus of the plan or the plan documents, it's hard to know what fees you're paying in the 401k. So you may actually end up saving money potentially by rolling it to an IRA. Not always, you just got to see what the fees are in the IRA that you're rolling over to. But I can say generally the IRA will offer you more investment choices. And you're, you're listening to Ready with David Nicholas, company's nicholaswealth.com. And we're talking about a, as you roll over, generally you have more choices in an IRA compared to a 401k. Because in a 401k, you're limited to generally usually I see 10 to 30 different funds that you can select from. So you've got more choices if you roll it over to an IRA. And if you've worked and had retirement accounts with several employers, I generally recommend consolidating them in, into one IRA because you don't want to keep up, oh, I've got a Fidelity IRA, I've got a Schwab, I've got an Empower, I've got I've got these accounts all over the place. It's hard to keep up with management. So you want to be able to roll them over and combine them so you can combine prior employer plans into one IRA, but transferring assets from a 401k to other IRAs or retirement accounts, it's not always the best thing to do for everyone. So you've got to make sure that it's the right for your situation, but you've got to make sure that you do it the right way. Cause if you do it the wrong way, you could trigger taxes on an IRA rollover, which is the worst possible scenario. So the one thing you'll have to navigate is how you roll it over because there's a few different ways you can roll it over. The first one's an indirect rollover. And this is where, let's just say you have a 401k account at Fidelity and the money comes to you, and then it's your responsibility to redeposit it into another qualified account. We call this an, an indirect rollover. And I don't like doing this. Because the IRS used to allow you to do uh, unlimited indirect rollovers per year. So you could roll over, you could get a check cut from the 401k custodian. It could be made out to you. You could even deposit it to your bank account for up to two months and then deposit it back into into your IRA account. But the IRS only allows you to do that now once. Because if you do it more than once, the balance is fully taxable. So we recommend doing what's called a direct rollover, where you go directly from your 401k, whether it's Fidelity, Schwab, Empower, whatever, whoever the custodian is, right into your new IRA. That way you never touch the funds. It goes over directly. And the biggest thing is there's, you're not paying any unnecessary penalties or taxes. So we've seen this mistake a lot, where an employee will just call the company and say, hey, I want to roll it over. Can you cut me a check of the, ba- the proceeds? So you just, you got to be careful with doing that. The the other thing that we see as a mistake is is RMD. So I was talking to some clients this week at one of our client breakfasts, and because of the SECURE Act that was just passed, the 2.0, it pushed back the RMD age, which is the Required Minimum Distribution Age, to age 73. Because after, once you turn 73, the government now forces you to start making withdrawals from your retirement account. So if you're 60 years old, it doesn't affect you. 65 doesn't affect you. 70 doesn't affect you. In 2023, once you hit age 73, you have to start pulling money out of your retirement accounts. Why? Because the, the government wants to tax you. But here's the thing. If you don't take your requirement of distribution, the government will, ta- will penalize you 50% and tax you on the rest. So let's just say you have a million dollars saved in an IRA. If you're 73 years old, your required amount that you'll have to take out is about $40,000. So it's pretty significant. And if you don't take out your IRA, guess what? That's a 50% penalty, so roughly $20,000, and your tax on the rest. So you got to take out your required minimum distribution. The difference, though, is, and this is why I like Roth IRAs, there are no RMD, requirement and distribution requirements for Roth IRAs. Why? Because you've already paid the tax on that money. So this is why, again, it, it depends on your situation exactly. But if today you have the choice between an IRA or a Roth IRA, we would almost always say, as long as it makes sense, put money into a Roth IRA. Because once you put money into a Roth IRA, you've already paid tax on that money. You never pay taxes again when you go to withdraw it. When your kids go to take that money out, that all, they also get to withdraw it tax-free if you pass that money on as a legacy. So again, Roth IRAs, 401k rollovers, make sure you go direct. Got to take out our RMDs at age 73. But another area that I see is a missed opportunity, it comes with Social Security. So the Social Security Administration estimates that about 56% of Social Security recipients owe income tax on their benefits. So more than half of Americans that go to Social Security owe income tax on it. Not only that, but the, 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 the trick here is, or the thing to point out, up to 85% of your Social Security benefits could be subject to taxation. So we were saying, well, David, what does that have to do with my IRA? If my Social Security benefits are taxed in retirement, up to 85% of it, What does it have to do with my IRA? Well, here's what's interesting. The money that you take out of your traditional IRA or your 401k and a lot of other retirement accounts, that income you withdraw is counted towards determining the amount of Social Security that is subject to income tax. So again, you may think, well, just because I'm not working, you know, my taxes are going to be a lot lower which will mean my Social Security tax will be lower, but that actually may not be true. Because if you're having to make required distributions out of your IRA, or if you're just pulling money out of your retirement account to live, it may be 2000 a month, 5000 a month, whatever that number is, that could impact none of your benefits being taxable or up to 85% of your Social Security benefits being taxable. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal. And so that's something you just really want to watch closely. And this is why I love Roth IRA so much is because when you're taking money out of your Roth IRA, that does not affect your Social Security taxation. So it really does make sense when you look at it. Another mistake that I see when it comes to retirement accounts is, are you taking too much risk in your portfolio? We had someone that was listening to us on WSB. They called in to do an analysis of their portfolio, and it turned out they were a year away from retirement. 90% 90% of their portfolio was in aggressive stocks. But because it was in their 401k, they just didn't realize they were taking on that much risk. And this is why I, I want to give out our offer. If you're listening to us right now, I said, David, yeah, may, maybe I am approaching retirement and I'm not really sure what the risk is in my portfolio. We would love to have you take advantage of our analysis. So what our Morningstar analysis is, it's an in-depth breakdown of your portfolio. It shows you where the weaknesses are. And it shows you, God forbid, we have another recession. How much of your current portfolio could you lose? Remember, the average loss for the market during a recession is 40%. Can can you imagine seeing 40% of your portfolio evaporate because we have a recession? So I would encourage you to take advantage of our offer. It's $1,000 for this analysis. But if you give us a call in the next 10 minutes and you save $250,000 for retirement, we'll run this analysis for you a completely complimentary if you call us in the next 10 minutes. Then I'm going to call 678 990 8500. That's 678 990 8500. 678 990 8500. Our website is NicholasWealth.com. That's Nicholas, N I C H O L A S Wealth, W E A L T A $1,000 value provided completely complimentary if you give us a call in the next ten minutes. Number call is six seven eight nine nine zero eight five zero zero. That's six seven eight nine nine zero eight five zero zero. I'm David Nicholas. Our website is nicholaswealth.com. We'll see you right after the break.
1: It's Eric Erickson. You know, there's a trend to try to get your retirement fund to be woke. Is your retirement account woke? Stop lining the pockets of big New York banks. Cancel them before they cancel you. Work with a firm that's local, looks out for your best interests, and is not woke. Call Nicholas Wealth Management today. 678-990-8500. Call them now. Don't wait. 678-990-8500.
0: All right, Welcome back to the show. I'm David Nicholas. I'm going to give out that offer again for our Morningstar analysis. $1,000 value, but we'll provide a completely complimentary if you save more than $250,000 for retirement and you call us in the next 10 minutes. We're going to talk about recessions now. But again, if we're heading for a recession this year, that might be more pronounced than ones that we've seen. Again, remember the market was down 50% 50% during the 08 recession, another 50% during the 2000 recession. I mean, the odds are, God forbid, we do go into a recession. It, it, it doesn't bode well for equity markets. This is why our Morningstar analysis will show you how much risk is really in your portfolio. What are the hidden risks of your portfolio that you may not know about? So we'll provide this complimentary. If you save more than $250,000 for your portfolio and you give us a call in the next 10 minutes, number to call is 678-990-850, that's 678 678- 990-8500. Well, I want to talk a little bit about our re- recession because there there is a big question, is are we headed towards a recession? And it's something that you, if you turn on TV, you hear a lot of the talking heads talking about. <laughs> I'm one of those talking heads on TV discussing a recession. And so I just want to look at the numbers really quick. So if we, if we look at our, our the latest GDP numbers, so let, let me pull up, because these numbers were just released uh, this week as far as what the numbers look like. So so here's what they are. So so basically, let's let's look at my GDP chart here. This is coming up now. Okay, so Q1 of 2022, we had a negative 1.6% GDP growth. Quarter two of last year, we had a negative 0.6% growth. So we did have two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. But then quarter three and quarter four were positive. Quarter three was a 3.2% GDP growth. And then last quarter, so the last quarter of 2022, we just got the data out, the economy grew at 2.9%. So, I mean, if you look at 2022, you had the first two quarters of the year that were negative, and then you had the last two quarters of the year that were positive. So are we in a recession? I, I would make the argument that we technically were in a recession briefly for the first part of last year, but we are not in a recession currently. Because in order for us to be in a recession, we'd have to have two more declining quarters of GDP. Now, we very well may see that this year. But unemployment rate is stubbornly low. You have job openings are some of the highest levels they've been in over 25 years. So the economy right now isn't doing great, but it's not doing horrible. It's not, I mean, we're not seeing unemployment tick up. But this is why, if you think the worst is behind us, I, I think that's completely wrong. I think the worst is more than likely ahead of us. Why? Because employment cannot stay this low. We're already seeing companies start to lay off. We saw Microsoft, some of the tech sector starting to lay off. The, the, the employment situation is going to worsen. And when that does, that's when we will see this fear of recession creep back in. But it also could spell trouble for the equity markets. So this is why, again, if you're approaching retirement, I'm, I'm excited that the market's done well this week. But we've got the Federal Reserve meeting next week. They normally have a a habit of of wreaking havoc in the market, so we'll be watching that Fed meeting closely next week. But if you have questions, we'd be honored to help. You can go to our website, NicholasWealth.com, or you can give us a call six seven eight nine nine zero 8,500. I'm David Nicholas. You're listening to Retire Ready. Our website's nicholaswealth.com. We'll see you next week. Securities are offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Nicholas Wealth Management and Blue Path Capital, all separate entities and not controlled by World Equity Group, Inc.